Welcome to another episode of Rams Iconic. Man, this is so cool with me. I love this. I'm your host, DeMarco Farr. Huge weekend in the National Football League. Not only the biggest spectacle of the calendar year, the the Super Bowl, but uh, it's when we find out who will be elected to the most exclusive, and I mean exclusive club in all of sports, the Pro Football Hall of Fame. My next guest, once again, is a finalist for this year's class, seven-time Pro Bowler. Let me say that again. Seven-time Pro Bowler. He led the NFL in receiving not once, but twice. He's one of only two players in league history with six straight seasons of 1,300 or more receiving yards, 869 receptions, 12,660 yards, 75 touchdowns in and 10 seasons with the Horns, one of the greatest Rams of all time, and... I'm one of his biggest fans. Please welcome in big game, Tory Holtz. What is up, sir? Killer, man. I'm hanging, bro. All is well. I uh, hope everything is good out in California. Oh, yeah. Um, just, you know, just bobbing and weaving is COVID, man. You know, just trying to stay safe, yo. <laughs> you were the only reason I didn't do the bob and weave more because you did it so clean and so pretty. I tried it once. It didn't look like you. I just stopped. <laughs> do you do you ever get tired of hearing those numbers, man? I mean, 869 catches, bro. Do you, did you ever dream of being that good when you were a baby? Yeah. Well, I, I to be honest with you. Yeah. I mean, I, once I knew that I wanted to play sport, um, I, I, I wanted to be good at it. Not only did I want to compete and did I enjoy competing, I, I wanted to be good at it. I wanted to make a mark, whether it was on the Pop Warner level, high school level, collegiate level. And then once I got to the pros, you know, it's like, yeah, I, I definitely want to make sure that I make a mark. You, you said 869 receptions, 12,000 some art yards. Yeah. You know, no one, think about this. This is what blows my mind, DeMarco. Out of all the receivers that's played in the National Football League, there's no receiver that's caught more passes or more yards in a decade ever in league history than me. <laughs> you sound like you're amazed by you. I am. It, it trips me out. It, it trips me out every time I think about it. Because you think about Jerry Rice, yeah, Art Monk, Randy, Randy Moss, Terrell yes. Owens, Marvin yes. Harrison, Isaac. I mean, the list goes on and on, right, of great wide receivers. But none of them did what I did for an entire decade in league history. Uh, ever. You know, I was looking, I was going through the top 10 uh, from 2000. And I, I told the dudes, the guys, I, I would start off the show by apologizing for the 2000 season. I didn't know you had ripped it that much and that we couldn't get it right on defense. We wasted a 1,600-yard season, Tori. I apologize to you, sir. <laughs> it's all good, man. That is my bad. But, no, I, I did. I went through the top 10, and I don't want to throw out names. I'm not throwing people under the bus. I mean, we all ball. This is a tough yeah. league. It's a tough way to make a living. But some dudes made appearances in the top 10 one or two years and then dropped out. Or one time, and that's how they can – that's what they can tell their parents. I was in the top 10 once in my career. I was special. Right. Tori, you set up permanent residence in the top, the elite receivers for 10 seasons. I don't think we'll ever see that again. No one will be that consistent. Yeah, I mean, for me, it was, it was all about consistency, man. It was all about production and doing your job and doing it at a high level. You know, I, there's so many uh, idols that I had in the sports industry and guys that were productive and consistent. And a few come to mind, Michael Jordan, 
uh, Magic Johnson. You know, those are guys that uh, that were very consistent and productive. Art Monk, <laughs> Jerry Rice. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, they blazed the trail for me of what the standard is. Um, and I wanted to uphold that. I wanted to be a part of the standard. And, uh, and, and being consistent and being productive was 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 uh was very important to me and I I approached the game I approached the offseason that way I approached practice that way I mean you saw me in practice I approached practice that way um and that was what allowed me to build the confidence up to be able to remain consistent and productive and then you know then having being in a great system right being in a great system help being around great dudes I mentioned Isaac I mentioned Ricky Pro I mentioned yourself and brother Ray and Marshall and Isaac. I mean, I just had good examples of what it takes to be a good pro. Uh, not only a good pro, an awesome pro, a productive pro. I had those examples in front of me, along with some of my other sports idols to push me along as well. Bro, we didn't have to show you much. It was obvious. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, and not only were you going to be a guy in our scheme, you turned out to be the guy. Uh, and, and I was telling them, I said, maybe when you talk about the Hall of Fame, and the Hall of Fame is a different animal than playing, maybe Tory gets lumped in with the greatest show on turf too much. I mean, he was a part of a great offense and it was a show. Uh, when you guys were rolling from 99 to say 2003, is that fair? Yeah, greatest show? that's about right. At yeah. its peak. It was, it was a, a, a certainty that you were going to get the ball into the end zone. Marshall, you, Isaac, Ernie Conwell on a reverse. Mike yeah. Mars was just the crazy genius. You were going <laughs> to score, but it was also a show. You were also entertaining let's do it this way and pop the crowd. You know what I mean? I mean, it was, it was great, but I give you more credit for what you did after the greatest show on turf. And I used to think if Torrey Holt had played for a bad football team, he would have really stood out, but I yeah. think the numbers would have still been the same. So I give you more credit. I give you equal amount of credit for what you did in the declining years of the greatest show on turf, because you were still a special receiver without the offense. If that makes no. sense. Yeah, it does. I mean, and I appreciate that, DeMarco, because I don't hear that often. I always get lumped into, like you said, the greatest show and what we did during those times. But it was football after the greatest show. And I was a part of that football. Now, it wasn't winning football for us record-wise, but individually, I was still balling and playing at a very high level, a very productive, consistent level, um, you know, post-greatest show on turf. And a lot of people don't talk about that. And so I'm glad to hear that you mentioned that. Uh, you know, because the quarterback after the greatest show on turf was Mark Bozier. Mm-hmm. And Mark Bozier threw for a lot of yards. Well, who was on the other end of those yards or on the other end of those completions? It was myself uh, and Isaac and, 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 and Kevin Curtis and yeah. Sean McDonald. But I was balling. I was putting up 1,300, 1,400, 1,400, 1,300, you know, nine, eight, ten touchdowns, um, you know, yearly uh, beyond the greatest show on turf. So, um, I appreciate you bringing that up, and it's good for our listeners to be able to hear that. Yeah, Tory was good during those greatest show and turf years, very good, very dominant. But he was very good, very dominant post yeah. greatest show and turf. If you're gonna give somebody else the credit for being dominant on bad football teams, well, Tory did it with a great offense. He did it with a so-so offense, and he did it with a bad offense. He was just dominant. So, yeah, I mean, soon gold jacket, it's inevitable. Yeah. So. Completing the set, big deal. Kurt's in the Hall of Fame. Orlando Pace is a Hall of Famer. Marshall Falk is a Hall of Famer. Isaac Bruce finally got into the Hall of Fame. It just, you complete the set. 
I mean, you solidify that run once you get into the Hall of Fame. So did you know how special it was? Oh, just take me back to this. We, we just finished the team meeting. We, we broke up and we go to our group meetings, offense and defense. Then you yeah. go to your receiver meetings. And then we head to lunch and then we go to the locker room, get taped up, get dressed and flip off Jimmy on the way to the field. Yeah. <laughs> Jim Anderson because we forgot to do our treatment, but going out there and competing. And I know everybody knows about the greatest show on turf and the numbers and how exciting it was, but tell me about the work that went into Ooh. making that offense special. How hard were those practices? How hard did you guys work? Well, you, you know, coach Emil, how he was, and he was, yeah. he was, he was bad prior to, I get, to me getting there. He kind of loosened up a little bit the year that I was drafted in 99. Um, but those practices were tough, physical, long practices, but really intense and very competitive. I just remember our practices being very, very competitive. And the one-on-ones, it was like Coach Vermeil and damn, that whole team, if they could, would come down to watch how competitive our one-on-ones were. I mean, there were there were some pushing and shoving going on. There was some some words being said that I can't say on this podcast that was being said on the field. I mean, it had gotten to that point where it was that heated, but I think it really sharpened us as receivers, and I think we were able to sharpen the DBs too, Todd Light, Dre Bly, Destin McLeon, the guys. We were able to sharpen them too, so the practices were competitive, and then that just translated over to how we played on the field. Because we went so hard on so hard in practice, it really made the games a lot slower. Um, I wouldn't say easy, but, you know, to our yeah. advantage because of the way that we prepared, um, you know, during the week. So I would say our preparation, our unselfishness, and our intelligence. We had a lot of guys with high, high, high football IQs. And that's why Coach Morris was able to put in so much offense because we had guys that could learn it, not only learn it, but could carry it out, could comprehend it and go out and execute it uh, when it was called. So those were all the factors to me that, played into how great we were on offense and what made up the greatest shown turf. Yeah, we were talented, great system, great scheme. Things were drawn up well, but it was a mindset and it was an unselfishness to go out and to be great. That, that always makes me laugh when, um, you know, when, when people start taking shots at offensive coordinators, I wish this guy was more creative. And when you start watching film, you know this, you look at that offense and who they have, well, this is pretty much all they can run. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. That guy wishes he could be more creative, right? But <laughs> yep. this is all they can do. So when I go back and watch tapes of you, and this is, say, 2001 and beyond, the reason you guys were so explosive to me is you were able to do so many things effectively that you didn't do the week before. How do yes. you keep up with that defensively? We can't even prepare for it. This is the first time we're seeing it and they're nailing it on their first try. Yeah. Well, and, and that was Coach, again, Coach Martz, the confidence that he had in us to call whatever play that he wanted to call, to create whatever he wanted to create. I think about some of the routes that we were running at that time and the depth in which we were running it. I was talking to George Kittle the other day on my, on my radio show on Sirius yeah. XM, and he was saying how they run their dig routes. A dig route is a deep middle route over the middle route, 16 yards. We was running, I said, George, we was running them at 20 to 22 yards. 
right. you see the difference? You see the difference? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so that, so that requires a that, that requires a seven step drop. That's a long count pass, Demarco. That means yeah. Orlando, Adam Timmerman, Gudadoria, Tommy Newton. You know, those guys had to hold up. Right, Fred Miller and those guys. They had to hold up for a long, long time. Um, but that was just the trust that Coach Marks had in us as an offense. And again, we had the ability to do it. Our comebacks, 20, 20 yard, 20 yard comebacks. Comebacks now are 10, 15 yard comebacks. We were running 20 yards, sometimes 25 yard comebacks if it was a double, if it was a stutter comeback. Right. So the the fact that we were the the, the double moves down the field, yeah. I mean, we 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 certainly um took the game to a whole nother level in regards to the plays that were called and the depths of the routes in which we were running. There was no, like you said, it was no way, it was so impossible a lot of times for teams to prepare for that because we were doing things that they had never seen. I didn't even, I hadn't even gotten into the, the jumps and the shifts and the motions and things that we were doing. I mean, it was, it was, it was unbelievable. It was like coach Marsh used to say, he and coach Emil used to say this. We are at a special, we were at a special place in time uh, doing some really special things. You know, see, this is what I'm saying, man. I feel like the luckiest dude on the planet because that was my offense. I didn't have to play against that. Thank right. God, you know, <laughs> I didn't have to defend that. I just wonder, man, how many guys did you get fired on that side of the ball? You know, not being able to defend. If I give up a 20, if I'm a coordinator and I consistently in a game give up 20 yard digs, I'll quit. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, I would, you know, I would, I would have, you know, I knew coming into games, if I caught five digs, I was already over hundred yards. Bam. Right. <laughs> wow. that, that's, that's just, that's just digs. That's not goal routes. That's not double moves. You know, yeah. that's just dig routes. Five catches. I'm over, over, over hundred, over hundred yards in the offense, man. Yeah, that, so that's correct. You know, and yeah, it, was, it was, something else. it was and bananas. This, I, I know I've said this to you and I've called you this. I called you this to start the show. Big game. Where did Big Game come from? Did you come into the league with Big Game? I, I came. I came into the National Football League being called uh, Big Frames because I wear glasses. Big Frames, okay, yeah. Big Frames. So guys would call me, you know, Frames or call me Big Frames, um, and then you know, having huge games in the National Football League early on, I decided. Oh, okay, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Go from frame big from, from frames to big frames to big game. Oh, that works. And yeah, yeah. I'm also a huge fan of James Worthy. Big shouts out to James Worthy. Great Los Angeles Los Angeles Lakers. Yeah, yeah. Huge. Okay. I'm a huge fan of James Worthy. Huge fan. James Worthy played the game. James he was another guy that was so consistent and so good, but sometimes, but sometimes overrated. Yeah. I mean, I, I mean uh, underrated. Underrated. You know? But he was, but he was so he was one he was he was a glue to what the Lakers did. Why am I just hearing um, about this now? That is a perfect so, comparison. Yeah, yeah. So so big game. James Worthy was a huge fan of mine. Big frame, big. I mean frames, big frames to big game. Uh, Tory Holt. That's kind of how it all worked out. I mean that. Look, so so it's, so it's not original. Yeah. It's not original. Yeah. Um, and I don't have a problem of saying that. But if I'm gonna rename it or name myself out to someone, it's got to be a Hall of Famer. It's got to be someone that was really good, yeah, someone I expected. You, you and I are boxing fans. That's like a boxer who want to call himself Sugar. 
You don't do that unless you're special. <laughs> you know unless what I mean? Special. You yeah, know, exactly. You better back that up. Yeah, man. So, so, so I knew. If, okay, Tori, if you're gonna go out, like if you're gonna call yourself Big Game Holt, then you <laughs> better keep having big games because James yeah. Worthy certainly did. Have you met James Worthy? I have. And and what did he say? Well, we didn't get into the we oh, didn't get okay. into the story. Yeah. It was more. Uh, hey, James, I'm Tori Holt. What's up, man? He was a fan of yours. You know, wanted to come over and say hello to you. He was here in North Carolina. Wanted, I wanted, went over and say hello to him. Um, but I have special. never, I can't wait, and I'm, and I'm hoping this happens soon, to actually sit down and actually talk to James Worthy. Because I don't even know if he knows I call myself Big Game. I don't really? even know if he knows that. I'll be, I'll be curious to know if he knows that. If he doesn't, he'll know after he talks to me. And oh, he does. I mean, I, you know, I met Worthy uh, when I was doing uh, work for Fox TV. It was funny. My first day, I walk into the makeup room. Mm -hmm. James Worthy is getting made up. So yeah. I'm sitting there and I'm trying to answer questions like, you know, trying to be cool. But I'm like, this is James Worthy. James this Worthy, man. Right and, here. And, you know, and, yeah. and James has that, you know, James has that, you know, he has that he has that voice too. you know, he has, has that deep voice, you know. Yeah. You know, he's 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 a man, man. So that was, that was my dude. That was my no dude. Doubt. How many guys did you catch touchdown passes from? Because I know when we talk about the greatest show, everyone thinks it's just you and Kurt, but it was actually Kurt, then Mark. Did you catch Kurt, one from Gus Farrar too? Bolger. Yeah. Um, um Jamie? Who? Jamie, Jamie Martin? Martin? Yeah. Jamie Martin. Um another guy called touchdown um um Played at Washington. You remember he hit uh, Gus Farrar? Gus Farrar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. See, that's that's what I'm talking about. When you start talking about it's, these other receivers it's, it's, that kept it was doing a couple it, of the two. Yeah, with different quarterbacks. Well, you fit all of that. Your career encompasses everything that is a Hall of Famer. Well, let me tell you this too, DeMarco. And I you can ask the quarterbacks this. The different guys that I caught passes from. I would stay after practice and work with these guys. Did, yeah. Did or, you really? or I would get out before practice. I spent, I tried to spend as much time with the quarterbacks as I could because though they were going to get me the ball. <laughs> they, they, you know, they needed to have confidence uh, and have a trust and have a feel for me to, if anything broke down, they could look at number 81 and I can throw the ball to him. He'll, he'll get open. I can get it to him. So, you know, I, I took it upon myself to make sure that I had good relationships with all of the quarterbacks and I worked with them in practice and after practice to, bank, to gain that, that trust and that continuity. You know, I mean, all the things you did. And there was a time when the center of the NFL universe was in literally the center of America. You know what I'm saying? Uh, it was all about the St. Louis Rams. So yes. many accomplishments. Uh, is there one that stands out? Can you pick one accomplishment? Something you did that that stands out the most, out of so many. I know it's hard. Oh man, it's it's so many. I mean, winning <laughs> Super Bowl thirty four definitely. Oh, and, and besides that, I mean, are you able to celebrate the NFC the the NFC Championship now? Yes. You know, are you? That took a minute, didn't it? It took a minute. It took a yeah. minute. It took. I mean, even, now that you're even, away from it, yeah. Go ahead. And even and even now that I even now in celebrating, I still kind of catch myself like. Eh. I heard Brady just say it. Brady, it was a story about Brady got mad at a teammate for crying because he won the NFC championship. And yeah. I get it. So I was going to ask you, are you finally okay with it at this I, I, point? I'm, 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 now I am. I'm finally okay with it now. Okay. Uh, it's, it's, it's taken a while. But again, even still, I still, you know, think about it. I'm like, man, nobody, nobody remember number two. 
but it was, but it was on the real though. It was a tremendous accomplishment, man. I mean, how many, how many guys has played a game can say that they were NFC champions or played in multiple Super Bowls? Even well, make the playoffs, yeah, make the playoffs exactly. Right. Well, we can. So it is something to be excited about. Very, um, very thankful that we had an opportunity to, uh, you know, to become NFC champions. But I, I, I like it. But I would prefer, as you know, I would prefer being that Super Bowl champion. No, but yeah. it's all good. It's all about winning. I get you. Uh, but look, it doesn't take away how special that group yes. was. No doubt. And check and this out, and too, look, DeMarco. You, look, you remember once, this, too? Once you're wearing a gold jacket, it lives on forever, which it should. Yes. You know, that, that was a special unit, special time in football. So, um, yeah, I, I, I just can't wait. I, I'm dying to know. And look, you, you, Marshall, Orlando, Isaac, were – if I had to describe my teammates and I, I would say with my eyes closed, I can pick out the hall of famers because they were unflappable, but just this process. And I asked Isaac, it was the first time I actually saw Isaac kind of unnerved by a process, this process to the hall of fame. How is it weighing on you? How, how are you living with it? It's a, it's a, it's a lot, man. You know, it's, um, you know, I've been, been in the runnings for the hall now, what about nine years. I've been a finalist yeah. twice. And I learned something new every year about the process. And it's wow. no rhyme or reason of how it goes down or how you get voted in. I mean, it's, it's, it's really weird, but um, I feel like every year I'm getting closer and closer yeah. and closer. Hopefully it happens this year, but it doesn't. Yeah. Hopefully, in the, hopefully sometime soon. Los Angeles would be great to go in as a yeah. – <laughs> now where the Rams are, it would be great to be inducted to the football Hall of Fame in, you know, in, in L.A. Uh, where the Rams are uh, – where the Rams are. But um, but it's been um, it, it 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 has been some times where I've wrecked my brain, yeah. Where I, where I've been up at night just thinking about it, like okay, you know, what if I'd have did this better? What if I'd have did this more? What are the voters thinking? Or or did did I, did I offend a voter? Did, I mean, I'm thinking all kinds of things, you know, kind of runs through your mind. But at the end of the day, I, I say my work's done. It's it's nothing that I can do now to control it. It's just up to the voters. Um. You know, it's up to the voters. It's up now to get enough votes from the voters to um, to elect me in, man. But it's um, yeah. it's it's a uh, it can be nerve wracking at times. And then not being a a first ballot guy, for guys is first ballot. They don't know this process. They don't know what this. They don't they they don't they don't know what I'm talking about. Right. <laughs> they, don't, they they have no idea what I'm talking about right now. Right. Because they just get elected in, and that's fine. That's cool. Right. That's my hats off to them. But um. But but having to go through the process year in and year out, it has its moments. But I'm I'm thankful and humbled to be in this position. Uh, no doubt. And it, look, football is is complicated. It's imperfect, and to get in this club is, is exclusive. It should be yeah. difficult. It should be hard. It it's should hard. be hard. Every year it should be hard. It should there's be hard. great players out there, and there's a lot of guys that aren't in that should be in. You know what I yeah. mean? Yeah. yeah. And I'm, you didn't play with him, but I did. Well, when he was a Ram, I still don't know why Leslie O'Neill isn't in. Maybe he doesn't want to, but dude, man, he was as good as anybody out there. Um, one thing we do on Rams Iconic, and we're going to make this special, and I really want you to think, it's called My Favorite Play. And 12,000 receiving yards, 75 touchdowns, a Super Bowl. Well, you caught a touchdown pass in the Super Bowl. I know this. But if you can bring back your favorite play, and I'll tell you mine. Mine was a non-productive play. It was just the day I was rushing on Big Ray Brown, brother Ray mm -hmm. Brown in San Francisco. Yeah, I mean, Big Ray. Going at it, two different teams. Yep. And I rushed on him, and then all of a sudden, 
the game just slowed down. And it, it was a nothing play. But for some reason, my confidence just went to a different level. For me, that is the one play that means the most to me in my pro career. Is there one play, your favorite play, that stands out to you more than any other? One that you just, you can remember vividly. Just wow. like it's, it's so, there. It's so many, but the one that comes to mind, I think it was 2004 or five. we were playing the Seahawks-type game. Um, and I ran a seven-pump. And seven-pump uh, seven pump is an outbreaking route, about 15 yards, and then you turn it up the field. Oh, okay, yeah. It and then turn it into a goal route. Yeah. We were playing in Seattle. And Bowles had dropped back and threw it. And me and Bowlware, the safety for Seattle, we arrived at the ball at the same time. He hit me. I hit him. I tipped it and, and caught it with one hand like this and brought it in and ran it in for a touchdown. The folks in St. Louis, the, the stadium went crazy. Three-man rush for Seattle. Balls are going to air it out down the field. Torrey Holt running down the field. Makes the catch. Got it. He's got it. Touchdown! Spectacular play by Tory Holt. I mean, um, uh, the 2004 season. How did that end up? Was that a playoff year? Was that, that a was, play? I remember it was a struggle, it, right? It was. It, it, I, yeah, it, it was, but I think I think we did make it the playoffs, and I think yeah. we went to Atlanta and lost in Atlanta that year. And it was. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah, and it was tight. Everything was tight. It wasn't as easy. It was as as it was before, and you had to make special plays to get it in the end zone. I remember this catch. Yeah, it was, it, yeah. It, was, it was it was unbelievable, man. It was it was, it was un unbelievable. But we had so many great battles against Seattle. But there was one play that I remember that was probably one of my favorite. And then, and then, and then one other was when I really got my – when I really got my confidence that I could really endure some pain and really have, have success – we played the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, and I caught a, a I caught a look route. This is a one step look route. You catch it. Well, my dumb tail goes goes back inside. I catch it and go back inside. Well, linebackers are working inside out. Derek oh, yeah. Brooks caught me. Oh, that was a that was a game that I was coughing up blood. No kidding. But when he hit me, you should have. I popped up so fast because I didn't want him to know that you know you, you caught me pretty good. But after that hit is when I was like, okay, I, I can do I I withstand withstood one of the toughest hits by one of the he's a Hall of Famer and Derrick Brooks. Yeah. One of the toughest linebackers in the game. That was kind of like, okay, yeah, I can do this. Like I can take, I can take on anything. That was really my my moment of 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 okay, I I can dominate this league. I can I can hang for you a long got time. Hit by a truck. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Let me tell you. <laughs> It does work. It does get in our heads. I remember I, I took Jim Kelly and buried him through that, that new artificial turf in the dome. I mm. know that hurt. And he popped right up and said, I've been hit better than you. Yeah. And I was thinking about <laughs> that for the rest of the game. Yeah, man, that stuff works. That's real stuff. Um, what impresses me, well, I mean, look, I'm a fan. Love you. Great dude on and off. But the stuff you do with the Holt Brothers Foundation, um, it's funny. See, your face even changed right then. It's Tori's about having fun. I told you about the megawatt smile. I can see you smiling through your helmet. But when you talk about helping people, it's yeah. a different Tory Holt. Tell me about the foundation and the work you're doing. Oh, man. Holt Brothers Foundation supports young kids with a parent or guardian that's battling cancer. Uh, we lost our mom to lymphoma in 1996. We just celebrated 20 years of uh, community service with our foundation last year. Last year was our 20th year. 
uh, going into year 21 now. Uh, so we've been doing this for a while and we do it because we love it. We do it because it's right. And we do it because families need help when they hear the news that cancer has penetrated the home. And when you hear that news, the total, all of the dynamics of the home changes hmm. drastically. Where our foundation comes in and provides emotional, educational, and peer empathy to those families to keep those kids encouraged um, that they can go out and do anything that they want to do, though their parent or guardian is battling cancer. We have these programs called Kids Can. Kids can achieve anything, again, though their parent or guardian is battling cancer, and our programs help with that. So that's what we're doing, man. We also work with Camp Kesem, which is a week-long camp for kids with a parent or guardian that's battling cancer. Gives these kids an opportunity to go away for a week-long time with other kids that are battling the same thing to share information, share thoughts, share things that they're dealing with and how they cope with it and how they deal with it. It's a safe haven for kids with a parent or guardian that's battling cancer. More importantly, it gives those parents an opportunity for a week to be a parent, to not do anything, to just chill if they want to. Go get their therapy, go get their treatments, uh, not do anything. It's totally up to them. So we're part of that. But our foundation, man, is, um, is something near and dear to me. Uh, I love it. I've been doing it ever since I was in St. Louis. Our goal is to continue to do it another 20 years. Um, we've had such great sponsors, great such such great volunteers and supporters in all in, in communities here in Carolina, as well as in St. Louis and surrounding areas, uh, and even Los Angeles as well. People um, just writing about it or texting about it or tweeting about it or Instagramming about what we do in the community. Um, it's awesome, man. So that's what Hope Brothers Foundation is all about. We just started, I'll say this lastly, we started a scholarship program for kids that are in our Kids Camp program that eventually graduate out of the program and go on to university. We started a scholarship program that helps those kids further their education uh, beyond high school. So that is, I mean, everything that we've done with our foundation has been uh, highlights, but this is certainly one of the highlights of our foundation, helping young kids extend their education beyond high school. You know, and I've seen it. And um, I, I used to tell this, and I'm, I'm sorry, my phone is blowing up. I'm, I'm letting Kevin Carter have it. Um, oh, you? The last Rams Iconic, I had Kevin on, right? And he waited until he got on his show to tell me or tell the world that he had a separated shoulder in the Super Bowl. That nobody oh, he didn't, no, he yeah. didn't tell you that? He didn't tell me. And, it, you know, <laughs> so I'm letting him have it. He's letting me have it right now. But right. Back, back to the foundation. But, no, I mean, I've seen you with kids, and it struck me. Uh it may seem like they're there to meet you when in fact it's the opposite. You're there to meet them and how yes. you interact with kids and how you immediately sit down with them. It's not like you're looking over them, you're with them and you, it's eye contact and it's special, man. So uh, yeah, I've seen the work. I mean, you know, I look, I hope for 20 more years, I hope for a hundred years of, of Holt brothers foundation, because I agree, man, that's, that's something special. Um, I appreciate Thank you, yeah. man. I mean, you know, we work with kids from ages six to 16 yeah. So you you have to you have to come down to their level so they can open up to you um, and share their stories. When you're when you're talking down at them or over top of them or you know they, the they dynamic away from is, that. yeah yeah yeah. So I, I try to come down to their level, um, talk their language, open up to them, uh, be transparent with them, share my story of how I felt when I was that age. And I've come to find out those kids, man. Once I do that, I can't get them to stop talking. No doubt. And um, and, yeah. the, and the and the relationships that I've built with a lot of those kids are really special. I talk to the young ones that are still in the program, and I also talk to the young kids that are often in university uh, as well. So wow. um, 
again, I'm, I'm, I'm fully invested into Hope Brothers Foundation. Okay, so just one thing, and I tried to do this with Isaac, and he won't do it. When you do the camps, let the kids win. When you're running routes with kids, <laughs> let them win, okay? You know? You know, I, you know Isaac ain't let nobody win. You scored yo. enough, man. Come on now. You know what I'm saying? Uh, He's the ultimate competitor. Ultimate. So are you. Look, so you yeah. pulled it off on him. So are you. And look, like I said, I can't wait until I get the news that, that Torrey Holt takes his, his rightful place in the Hall of Fame. It completes the set. Um, it's you guys. It's uh, you guys. You, Orlando, Kurt, Marshall, Isaac, you're all special, but when we complete the set, it's like we live forever. So I can't wait for you, your family. It's going to be special and the extended Rams family. For every Rams fan, we, we all say the same thing. We can't wait for that day. That no is doubt. Special, man. So thank you for joining us, by the way, man. Thank you for coming on. Thanks for having me, man. It's always good to talk to you, DeMarco. Much respect, champ, as always. And, uh, and much love to our Rams fans. Appreciate the support and the love that they continue to show me, man. It's uh, When I'm out in Los Angeles, I get major love on – on social media, they show major love. So thanks to all of our Rams fans, for sure. Yeah, you're, you're home. You're home. Yes. In horns, you're home. Uh, that's it. So that's, that's all I know. That, that's all I know is Rams. I don't know, I don't know no, no other that's team. It. All I know that's is all you Rams. need to know. Yeah, yeah. That's we it. don't talk. Yeah, you know what? Forget it. I was going to say something. I'll say it off air. But yeah, horns forever, baby. You know this. No doubt. That's going to do it for another episode of Rams Iconic. Thanks to all our fans for tuning in. Wherever you're listening, please do us a favor and hit that subscribe button. Right, Tori? Hit the subscribe yes. button. Hit Hit that button. Join the club, baby. Yes. And uh, leave us a review and let us know which Ram icon you'd like to hear from next. And before you know it, the 2021 season is going to be here. Cannot wait for you to step in the Rams house with us. Tori, you've seen that stadium on the inside. Is that thing beautiful oh. or what? Oh, it's beautiful. And I can't wait. I, I, well, I've seen it from a well, – you know what? I did see it when it yeah. was being built. I haven't seen it yeah. since the completion. Tori. But I've seen it from afar. I can't wait to get there, y'all. Corey, wow. When that place is crowded, it's going to be loud. No, we know loud. We know loud. Yeah. But when they fill this place up, and if they can score, I'm, oh my God. Um, I can't wait. Yeah, this is going to be special. So, uh, still time to be among the, the first to experience SoFi Stadium. Do join us and purchase tickets. Visits uh, rams.com slash 2021. That's rams.com slash 2021. I'm D. Far. Thank you for listening. We'll see you next time on Rams Iconic. Big game. Peace.